There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby, if it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, fucking fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two year old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend. Until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. What? I got some mighty dog food, some kind of s***. <laughs> <laughs> You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much <laughs> you take on your face. No, this is wrong. Oh my God, look at what you did to oh. him. And you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids and take off, I had to take off my shoes and run. This is a shakedown. This is an Al Sharpton racial shakedown of the NFL. So kiss my black Swung out and blasted, deep left, going, come on, over the monster, into the seats. Another two-run bomb for Edwin Encarnacion. And welcome to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9 there, here a little hammy. Uh, your Cleveland Tribe uh, there yesterday split, actually, won the day game, lost the night game. Watched a little bit of the day game yesterday, Phantom. It's uh, it's uh, it's exciting time to be an Indians fan, man. I mean, that was seven in a row. I think they won before they lost last night, and uh, it just seems like you know as the season progresses, they're uh, they're they're getting bringing it all together, solidifying. Baseball is an interesting sport in that regard, given the fact that it's the longest season. You play the most amount of games, and yet there are times where you got to play two of them in a day. You would never see that in the NBA, oh, I don't believe, not. and you're definitely not going to see it in the NFL. Of course not. And so, like, baseball is very interesting that way. Um, definitely speaks to the difference of the game and the, the, the you know, I don't want to say because it's an athletic game. There's no question about that. Sure it that. is, yeah. No, the injuries are, are a ton. And, but it's just, you know, I guess athletic in a different way where there's no possible way. Well, you don't need your pitcher from the morning game to pitch that right. night, obviously. You need LeBron. If you're going to play in the morning or the night, you want, you want that forward out there. You need him out there. So how are you today, buddy? Uh, pretty good, man. What do you want me to do? Complain on a Friday? You know that's not going to happen. Uh, your boy's feeling pretty good. Felt like I woke up motivated today. Got here kind of early. Got oh, some good. St- got some stuff done good. before I came in. Why? What's up? All right. What it's going to be got? a very Fantone heavy day. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> I, dude, I got to tell you, I hate everybody today. And that's the sound of the radio going <laughs> off. <laughs> I, yes, Star exactly. County just out. I, uh, no, I hate everyone today. What's I mean, you're okay, okay. And you're, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm stuck in the room with you. I'm probably going to have to, you know what I mean? Get, get along with you. But I I'm feisty, man. I am. I uh, I got yanked out of the house yesterday, and I apologize for this. This is on me. This is not on the audience. But they were hitting me up going, dude, where the hell's the podcast at, bro? Okay. And I, it had said that it had loaded before I left. Okay. And I trusted the screen mm. that said posted versus waiting the extra 10 minutes for it to actually show up at WRQK.com because I use a separate program, and that's how it gets sent there. And I trusted the program and walked out of the building. I, I pulled a lazy move, and I got caught on it. And and there I was at the home, at my house yesterday, and a couple of like dedicated listeners were like, "Bro, this is how I this is, I listen to you on the way home, like because I'm at work all the time when you guys are you know doing it, and I rely on you for the ride home, like." 
dude, can I please have this? I was like, all right. So I got in the car, came up here, and I did it. And the guy even said to me, he's like, dude, he's like, that's dedication to your listeners right there. He's like, you could have easily done this in the morning. He's like, but you did. He's like, you left the house. I was like, I don't want you unhappy. You could have easily said, oh, there must be some kind of technical problem and never even worried about it. Nah. I mean, like, it would have been a very easy, like, yeah, dude, the system's messed up, and I just don't feel like doing it. Um, but pretty flattering for somebody to be like, it's one thing if we're live and people are like, oh, hey, I'm listening. But for right. somebody to be like, I'm so dedicated to the show that I miss it that it's not here. Yeah, dude, you should you know, step up in that yeah, moment. I was like, so I had to drive and rush our traffic, which I feel terrible for you people. I never do that. Really? I never. No, I don't do it in morning. I okay. don't do it in the after. I avoid that at all yeah, costs. Uh, our you know schedule what I mean? definitely lends to that. And, uh, it, yes, it does. And so like when I don't have to do it, I don't do it. And I saw yesterday, I was like, oh, no wonder people still use the radio. Look at this. Like This is a mess. So you're telling me that Pat Butthole up in the, up he was in wrong. the traffic copter. He was wrong all day yesterday. Well, at, least his, at least his job's valid, though. No, I see. I want to expand Pat Butler's job. Okay. I don't. Who cares about the crash on the side of 224? <laughs> tell me about the idiot in like the red Honda Accord in front of me. Like, dude, tell me about that idiot that hasn't crashed anybody yet, but might. That I need live action. This idiot on, on Whipple Avenue in the black Chevy might crash. I mean, dude, like the traffic, I, the things I saw yesterday, I did, I called North Canton Collision again. I said, dude, I need a job. Hire me. Hire me. Because you dudes are never getting put out of work if everybody keeps driving like this. Was there something in particular? Was it, I mean, somebody texting and driving? Texting, was it- the merging in lanes in front of people without looking, the 17-year-old broads leaving, you know, a Target or whatever from the sales. Somebody's nodding off in a heroin overdose, right, while they're behind the wheel. I you mean, know, that's, well, it seems like. I'm trying not to bum everybody out. <laughs> but it's true. But yes, there was some of that, too. I mean, dude, I saw things in traffic yesterday. I was like, Jeez. no wonder I'm at home during this. Jeez. I mean, I do. I, I, I make it a, a mission of mine not to be on the road in, like, the 5 o'clock Except hour. Except when you're Ubering, right? Well, even by then, I'm usually Done. out. Yeah, because I oh, don't. So you're an early afternoon guy, right? I'm usually I'll Uber between noon and four, and that's usually when I'll cut it off. Is because I'm like, dude, I don't want to deal. I'm with not traffic. dealing with this, right? And you don't know if you're going. So if somebody at four forty five is like, "Yo, take me up to Akron," and I get stuck in the middle oh. of that, you know, that Route Eight seventy seven interchange, and that all turns now, how into does garbage. that work? Because I'm sure people are interested in that. So if you get stuck in traffic on the freeway, driving me somewhere, and I'm your like passenger for Uber. Like, do I get charged by how much time I'm in the car or by how far you go? It's mileage as far as I know. So, so you could take me six miles, but if it takes us three hours because of traffic, you still get the same amount I'm of money? S- I'm still cashing out what I'm cashing out there. So hmm. it's it's one yeah, of Yeah, tip your Uber drivers, guys. It's one of the risks you take when you're when you're when you're behind the wheel there. And that's honestly that is one of the reasons why I'm like, dude, what am I doing this at five o'clock for? I'll uh, I'll stick to the I'll stick to the afternoon crowd. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I would be with you, too. I wouldn't do that either. I did yesterday, though, before all this. It was like right after, right after the show. Okay. They took me to go meet with a potential new client. I like it. And, uh, and, and I'm hoping that this works out. Well, dude, it seems like that's been a pretty reoccurring theme around here. Stansberry getting taken out in front of clients. It's, uh, well, yeah, it took us three years. <laughs> Corporate <laughs> Stansberry, dude. You know, it's a uh, but, but no, but it's good. I'm not going to complain about things not. going well, right? Of course not. And so, the, you know, they reached out to me and said, hey, look, you're a little gun friendly, right? And I said, absolutely, I am. And they said, there's a state of the art new shooting range that's going to open right around the corner from the radio station. Okay. And apparently, one of the guys listens. You know, he, you know, he listens pretty frequently, or whatever. And He's they said, the "One guy, <laughs> that's it." Well, thanks, buddy. <laughs> and uh, and you know, they said, you know, they believe that you're probably a good avenue to help get the word out. And they would yeah. like you to come take a tour of it. It's not open yet. It's not even finished yet. And um, 
you know, take a look at some of the technology and, you know, they'll probably let you fire, you know, a gun while you're there. So sure enough, they take me over there. It's great American. I want to make sure I have it right. I, uh, I haven't put it to memory yet because, well, the check hasn't cashed. Great American <laughs> Shooting Sports is the name of it. It's on Promway, right around the corner from the radio station. Oh, real station. close. Then. Oh, yeah, real close. Okay. And, dude, they got some cool stuff going on in there. Like I said, it's not totally done yet. So, But they take me into the stalls. There's going to be 21 lanes for shooting there, right? And so they take me into one of the areas where it is, and they start showing me, like... You obviously know what a shooting range looks like. I know you're not a gun person, but like they can put the target on the thing that moves it back and forth, right? And that can flash cop lights, and so can the booth you're standing in, so they can train police officers what it's like to fire your weapon oh. from behind, or if there's like a cop car in front of you, like this and that. Oh. So they can like I didn't know this. A lot of police departments don't have their own shooting range. Oh. I didn't know that. I just assumed they all did. That makes all the sense in the world of like why that would change, you know. It's all for the, training. The noise, the lights, everything going right. on, all those little distractions. You're firing a gun, dude. Right. All that stuff. Focused. Right. Wow. That's a gr- I mean, that's, that's when I said it, when they showed that to me, I was like, that is amazing. To even even for you to say that, you know, most cops or most or some police stations don't have their own firing range. That's crazy. Right. I, mean, I just that assume. Is. That's why I said, you know, them. so they've also got a room over there now where they'll be able to take an entire police force and have them train. Obviously, that won't be the entire because somebody's got to be on the street. Yeah. But like they'll bring the police force there. There's an area where they'll be able to pull the cruiser in, open the door and practice firing from behind the door. Really cool. Yeah. Really like, cool. Dude, this place is on it. Like I, some of the technology I saw on there, I've never seen anywhere else. When you said oh, state of the art, I'm like, well, dude, everyone says they're state of the art. Everything, the no. world's, world's best cup of coffee. But like the targets rotate, you I, can rotate them. I was like, dude, how state of the art is it? It's a big empty room that you shoot guns in. But no, dude, I mean those are those are both really cool things. So normally behind the, I dude, I learned a bunch of stuff yesterday. You ready for all the info? <laughs> so like normally behind like where your targets are or whatever, it's either water or rubber, and it's hard okay. to clean. They have like some metal that armor piercing bullets won't go through wow so like that's kind of cool too and it was like just so you know you're not allowed to fire armor piercing bullets in here it's it's an insurance nightmare we don't want that that stuff anywhere near us but you will be able to rent fully automatic weapons there and shoot those i shot a glock nine millimeter yesterday and i had i had it had been like five years since i shot a gun and i had forgotten how fun that was and how addicting it is and somebody was just asking me like two weeks ago you're a golf fanatic i said yeah they said what do you do in Ohio when it snows like what do you like you're out there three times a week like how do you compensate that time when you can't be golfing and to be honest with you I think I found it normally I'm a billiards player but I dude I think I'm gonna be at great American shooting sports instead like I had so much fun there yesterday it was crazy yeah firing a weapon um it's powerful it is man. there's so much power and there's so much release in it too like as that first one gets out of the out of the chamber there it just feels so like ah it's such a payoff right there so no I'm not surprised that you stress relief you man. have a uh you have you have a desire to get back up in there yeah so it looks like uh looks good, like I'm gonna man. end up buying a gun good. I already told uh I I told our good buddy Jay white who listens every morning Morning. Yeah, uh, he's a gun fanatic. Yeah, you know, and I said, dude, as soon as they open, don't worry, buddy. Me, you, couple clips. We'll go out there. We'll put Fantone's face on, <laughs> on the thing, and we'll we'll shoot that big dumb white liberal together, buddy. We'll show him how woke he ain't. <laughs>
Speaking of which, I took an email from the show's number one hater. Big Schnuga is back in the hate seat. And he sent an email, and of course, it's filled with inaccuracies. And we'll read it together as a class next on Rock 106. Very show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Online for WRQK.com. Missed yesterday's program. You can podcast it there, I know for sure, because I came back yesterday at 5.30 in the afternoon to make sure it was there. Um, Fantona was set me home for the day, though, during the break. Somebody <laughs> posted on Twitter a photo of Robert Plant. And they had attached the lyrics to In the Mood. And the guy hashtagged it, Zeppelin lyrics. And I got all pissed. I was like, that's not a Zeppelin song. That's a Robert Plant song. That was off his solo album. You're an idiot. You don't know anything. And Fanto was like, dude, is that really that big of a deal? <laughs> Fanto's like, dude, sorry, Dad. It's not my fault the plant laid you off. I mean, Why just, are you hitting us? Just letting this dude have it, saying terrible things about him as a person. Because the family, of all of them. The difference between Robert I'll put you Blake in the Zeppelin Solo. casket and bury your ass. <laughs> Come on. Can I ask you this question, Fanto? Of course. What's up? Where in the hell is Nashville, Ohio? Nashville, Ohio. Do you know where that is? It's got to be not. Is it West? I do not. No, they say they're um, they're listening to us, preparing to open the Buckeye Deli down there. And I just have never been to Nashville, Ohio. I don't know where that is. Um, I googled it, and where that's got to be an iHeart Radio type situation there. Um, do we reach all the way down there? I don't know. I mean, I don't know where it is, so I don't know. It could be next door for all I know. No, it's uh, it's uh, it's a little like. East and uh, south of Loudonville. Okay. All right. So, I mean, it's a little west and south of us. Oh, well, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, dude, apparently your mother met somebody I know at a yeah, baby shower. Yeah, I heard my, about this. My buddy Marcus, who used to live next door to me, we were affectionately referred to him on the program as Black Neighbor Marcus. And With uh, giant hands. <laughs> and a huge man hands. Okay. I mean, he, dude, Marcus is a big dude. Okay. And uh, apparently his wife, Brittany, Met your mother at a baby shower about two weeks ago. Yeah, I heard this story. And, uh, well, that's cool. Brittany's actually a really nice person. Um, I don't know what the relationship was there of how those two, like, cross paths at a baby shower. But, you know, at Northeast Ohio's only so I'm great, sure right? your mom was walking around with a picture of you right. on her shirt. <laughs> and somebody was like, oh, yeah, I think. special. I know that guy. Dude, Mark is a great dude. And uh, apparently he just hit me up just now. And congratulations, buddy, because he just got a job coaching with the, uh, with the new Philly High School football team. A little Quaker action down there. I like it. Uh, dude, high school football right around the corner a week from today. A week from today is when that, that all starts. Right, yeah. That is correct. The original hater of the program, Big Schnuga, is back. He says, I'm back, dummy. Right. Please refresh my memory on how you uh, bashed Obozo for selling uranium to the Russians. Well, we did cover that story, dude. You just ha- might have not been lit. Remember, that might have been one of the times, Big Schnuga, when you were like, I'm never listening ever again. Er-er-er. And maybe then you missed it. And also, I would tell you that even if I didn't do it, I've sa- I'll say this. I- I've said it a hundred times. I'll- I have to say it a million. I don't owe you fair, loser. I don't owe that to you. This isn't the news. And it's Hillary Clinton who sold it to Russia. That's always the claim. It's not Obama. It's right. Hillary Clinton. He said they are such a great enemy of ours that he sold 20% of our uranium as a stockpile to them. And he tells me I've never heard this story. But of course I've, I've heard this story. And I do remember us talking about it. 
I do remember us talking about it. Dude, like, here's the thing. If you're unhappy with the program, I totally get it. But if you, if you reach out to me with complete inaccuracies of the things that you don't like, I'm going to continue to call you a brain-dead racist moron because that's what you are. I won't even read half this email because it is filled with things that you people shouldn't say about other people. It's filled with tags and terms that you don't want to put on other people. And I will say this to you, and I will say this to all of you. If you are the kind of person that cannot disagree with the president without, or the former president without calling him a bozo or drump, if you're the kind of person that can't, cannot disagree with somebody and not go to those two idiotic or those kind of terms, you are not on enough. Honestly, I don't think you should take part in the conversation. I don't. I, I, I think you and I have both tried to do our best when it comes to this tight wire act of talking politics in 2017 it is it's a tough thing to do i will admit i pick and choose what i think is interesting in personal life in broadcasting in any avenue that you're going down nowadays it's a tough thing to do and you know anybody you know who has a voice and a platform feels that i'm sure um but i think you and i both do a pretty good job of not being those people as far as far left as i am as far as a libtard as i am never am i like oh drump and i I, or do i refuse to call him president or anything like that no or do i because he is your president endorse political violence or anything like that so for people so for people to just like throw the tropes of like of of what we have the stereotypes of each other what what, you're bringing nothing to the conversation once i see that i know that i I know that you can't once I see those kind of name callings back and forth I know that you cannot be made to see reason from the other side like I've always given Fantone credit is that yes he's far ass left but when the right does something reasonable he'll give them credit for it uh, most of you uh, anymore on Facebook cannot do this anymore. And when the left does something wrong, I'll call them out on that. More importantly, so like, yes. so, 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 yes. so, so, what that is is consistency and being able to to uh, you know adapt to a new information. You're a that, stickler for that. I am, dude. And that's, you're a stickler that, for that. That's what. That's what. That's what. You know, it's the opposite of hypocrisy, and that's what I can't stand in people. Is left, right, whatever you are. If you're being a hypocrite about what you say, if you're being, you know, well, it's okay for my side, but when your side does it, I have a major issue with it. That's that, Crazy. That's hypocrisy. That's crazy. And yes, that's, that's where the problem comes in. So, and I, I'm right down the middle in all this stuff. Like I, like there are a lot of things I agree with the conservatives about, and there are a lot of things that I agree with the progressives about. And I have voted across both party lines. I don't really like to be put in a box. And I, I honestly think, dude, that a lot of the division in this country comes from people trying to put you in a box and make you against the other thing. I really do. Now, it, I could be wrong about that. I think it comes from the loudest 1% on each side. I mean, when I you- agree. I think if my, and, and I saw this yesterday. Rob Schneider posted this of all people, but he said, I guarantee if you shut your TV off and you just go to your neighbor's house and play cards on Friday night, you're going to find out most people actually get along pretty well. Yeah. Oh, and I, there's more good than bad in this world. And, and yes, dude, I mean, I can't tell you how many times in life, you know, you're doing something in a, in a crowd of people or with people. And it's, you know, I know you hate everyone right now. Just but today, it's not like it's not like it's not like we're all standing around, you know, in Market Square screaming at each other all the time. Is that the news clip we see all the time? Yes, but go to Market Square right now, and it gets retweeted, and, and yeah. there's there's not two people just yelling at each other. That's not the reality of uh, our day to day Well, lives. Market Square might not be well, the best I mean, example. Those are just people screaming anyway. <laughs> they were there no matter who's president. But yes, I and again, I do remember us talking about that because that was a big deal. You might have not just heard it, and I'll remind everybody: I don't have to show you both sides. I I don't owe you fair or balanced. I owe you what my opinion is. I'm not a journalist. 
I'm not even, I'm damn near, I'm not even a pundit, really. I'm just a guy who reads headlines to you and then tells you what he thinks about them. That's it. That's it. I'm not the news. This guy's an idiot. And honestly, dude, if you keep sending me emails with slurs in them and things like that, honestly, I'm going to block you and then end up reporting you. That's what's going to end up happening. I'm just going to say thanks for listening, Big Schnuga. I appreciate it, no matter who well, it is. You know out what that there. is? It's that, like, dude, like his boss is a fan, and like that's what they have the radio on. And, dude, he Still is listening. He's an idiot pushing a broom around, <laughs> and then he has no power in his life and a three inch penis, so he takes it all out on me douche i've been doing this 20 years you don't think i've run into 50 of you dude i know who you are as a matter of fact the rest of your co-workers all email me and have shown me pictures of you and shown me i was right you're a short fat little turd with a three inch penis and that's why you're angry take your anger to somebody else go adult somewhere else i don't want it more Sansbury show right around the corner hang on nine welcome back to the Sansbury show rock 106.9 online for you wrqk.com eight o'clock we'll send you out to the iHeartRadio music festival your first keyword happens at eight. Coldplay, The Weekend, Chris Stapleton, Pink, bunch of other. That's just night one. Yeah, bunch of people playing that. We'll give you your first keyword at eight o'clock. I cannot continue this program any further today, Phantom, without doing this. And you're gonna love this right here. All right, you're good. This is this will be your favorite thing that happens on the program today. Hit the peak early. I like it. I uh, I owe you an apology. Okay. I did something Sunday to you that is not right. Okay, we didn't even see each other on Sunday. I know. I stole from you on Sunday. Very and, curious to know what's going on here. And I don't know why it's taking me to Friday. <laughs> We've had five of these so far. <laughs> you, you would think Monday would have been the natural. Hey, buddy, yesterday I, I completely you know disrespected you, but I did. Uh, a little bit of, uh, what do I want to say, buffer zone of shame right there. Maybe you didn't feel necessarily comfortable coming uh, coming to the forefront with this information. But I didn't. What, what happened? I was going to try. I was going to just move forward in your life. You never said anything about it all week, and I was like, he's doing that parent thing <laughs> where like they won't yell at you. You just know that they disapprove of your actions, and it's just made to feel worse. I feel like that's what you've done, is you knew my own guilt would eat me from the inside out. I don't know, dude. I'm pretty oblivious to things. Do so you know I, what I'm talking I, I, about? I, I do not know what you're talking about. What's happening? All right, so on Sundays, I like to come to the radio station and prep the show from here. Right. I don't know why that is, but like I wake up Sunday morning. I like getting the newspaper from across the street of my house and like getting in the car, coming here, and like sitting at my workstation and like planning for the week. I just like it. Especially when it comes to Sunday. Nobody's I, here. Right, and I always view Sunday as kind of the day of preparation and the day of rest. So like you kind of have a little bit of like, all right, I'm going to dick around all day. But there's also like you come up here, and it feels a little bit like... Well, Monday's not going to suck as bad because I know I'm prepared for what's coming up. Well, that's a lot of it is because I, you know, we still wake up pretty early on the weekend. I mean, sleeping in for me now is like 630. Like right. that's sleeping right. in. So like I'll get up around 6, 630 on Sunday or whatever, and I'll take a shower and then I want to play golf all day. But if I come here and I prep the show first, I don't care that now, now when I'm on the golf course all day Sunday, I'm like, okay, well, I, I know I'm ready to go for tomorrow. So I can just, I can just relax. And you know, things will change as news breaks, as things happen throughout yeah, the you day. Update and stuff but like that's, that. that's, that's always a part of the show is flexibility and the ability to kind of like do things on the fly. So it's, I mean, you got to have a plan. I like having the outline and I like having it, you know, yeah. built, you know, it was, it's like being in school, do your homework before you go outside and play. Okay. Right. It's a very simple thing. Okay. So I was up here on Sunday and I was putting in some best stuff for Monday morning and I was like, you know, prepping the show or whatever. And I turned, I was in this studio and I turned around and reflecting off the light was the beauty of the cellophane packaging. <laughs> Of some Pop-Tarts. <laughs> and I looked at the corner, and I thought to myself, 
Well, I wonder whose Pop-Tarts those are. He's like a largemouth bass with a lure hitting the water, dude. He saw that shine and boom, went right at I it. I just, yeah, just, I was like, look, I was like, look at the beautiful ripple of the packaging. And so like, I'm just like sitting there and I was like evaluating. I was like, well, we're in here. Occasionally fish heads in here. Nikki Six gave up the heroin, so oh, sugar's yeah. his thing. So he might have Pop-Tarts in here. But I was like, I'm willing to bet these are Fantone's Pop-Tarts. And I, what's amazing about that whole thing is, I didn't think about that until I was done with the first Pop-Tart. <laughs> I was already one Pop-Tart deep. Like, I had set them back down, and I was like, bro, you can't reseal the packaging. You've no, been no. caught. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? So the next thing I know, I was like, dude, it'll be CSI Fantone. It'll be airbrushing <laughs> the packaging, and my dirty mitts will be all over it. I was like, I can't have it. Now, I intentionally don't bring blueberry Pop-Tarts into this. Because those are my I jam. Do, I know Stansberry cannot. He, he would steal those in front of me. He would, like, punch me for those. Blueberry anything. Yeah, I'm uh, in. But the uh, but I don't know. I think I had a, a package of strawberries over yeah, there. Yeah, that's what they were. Usually, I mean, usually I don't eat until after the show. But sometimes, like, I'll be like, well, dude, something to kind of snack on. Yeah, I wouldn't leave him here over the weekend anymore. Um, and no, apparently that was a terrible, <laughs> terrible idea by your boy. So uh, so here's the thing. Yeah. So that later that Sunday. Yeah. I went and played a little golf, and then I went to the grocery store. I was like, all right, I'm going to get Fantone some Pop-Tarts, and I'm going to make good. He won't even know they've been gone. I was like, I'll just go into work before he gets there tomorrow. I'll replace them. Nobody will know. Okay. And I had the Pop-Tarts in my hand at the grocery store, and I was like, yeah, but there's like six packages in here. I only own the one. I'm going to end up eating five packages of Pop-Tarts. I was like, nah, dude, the guy's getting cash. Like, that's what he's getting. So, like, buddy, I owe you a pack of Pop-Tarts. I was going to say, dude, I think that's like 83 cents worth of food, so we're okay. We'll call it Is that, that right? Even. Honestly, I think I have Pop-Tarts over there right now. Well, you do. And that's if you why you stop screaming at me, I'll give them to you that's, right now. <laughs> that's, what, that's what made me think of it. Is I, Again, I just saw the light shimmering off the package. Like, like, like <laughs> It does off like it does off like the way it does off off a calm lake. The, I don't. The good news is, buddy, it is Friday. Linda will be in with donuts before too long. Oh God, do keep saying sweet sounds like that. I need it. Your boy needs. I'm in a mood today, man. And if I don't eat, I'm telling you, all of Canton's gonna be like, dude. I gotta tell you, Mix ninety four point one's not that bad. <laughs> The Browns are uh, are actually going to do something pretty awesome, and I think that they're going to be able to get this done. I've been I've been telling you for a while this was going to happen, and it looks now like it may. I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock, we'll give you your first keyword of the day for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Coldplay, The Weeknd, Chris Stapleton, Pink, 30 Seconds to Mars, David Guetta, and Harry Styles. That's just night one. Whole other night, Saturday night, filled with others. You get your first keyword, 8 o'clock. And we'll do another one for you at 9. So it was a few years ago, probably two, that I had told you that this was going to happen. I have a friend who works, and a very good friend, who works very closely with the project that's going on at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Stains very has sources. I like that. And her and I go back to well before I got this job. Like, we go way back. Used to live together the whole thing. And she was, when this whole project was, like, being announced, she told me, she's like, this is all about the draft and the combine. That's what this, this whole thing's about. It's all about trying to drive as much of that NFL product that is outside of the year of the 
of like the season, it's about driving more and more of that to Canton. And she, of course, told me that because, you know, we're friends and I live here. And so she's caring about like my well-being and the like. Well, it turns out now that the Cleveland Browns, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and the Greater Cleveland Sports Commission have placed a bid to host the upcoming NFL draft in Northeast Ohio. And, of course, this is going to happen. The application has been delivered to the NFL headquarters. That was last week. The news release, press release, came out yesterday. They're hoping to welcome the three-day event to Cleveland and Canton, both in 2019 and 2020. And what they're going to do there is, is you know how sometimes, like, in the second round, third round, or whatever, they'll have, like, satellite places where people read some of the draft picks from and this and that? They're going to use Brown Stadium for some of that, I would imagine. Okay, so the primary... I would think. The primary draft would be happening at the Hall of Fame. Fame. And then they will do, like, satellite stuff, and somebody's somewhere's going to pick a name from Brown Stadium. I I do not know what the particulars of that are, but that is the way it should be. Listen, I'm not trying to to poke a hole in this at all, but if this turns into this is all happening at the Brown Stadium, I'm going to be irritated about that. Yeah, that will be. I, I will. I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't think that's the right way to do Canton it. Canton better not be that 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 satellite location. I yeah, that would be. That's a bad look. I I, I think that's a bad look. D and Jimmy Haslam released a statement saying that Cleveland and Canton are the ideal sites for the NFL draft due to our region's unmatched passion and respect for football, as well as our commitment to its future and the next generation of Hall of Fame players. I don't know what Jimmy Haslam knows about that, but I, um, okay. I, uh, but this is, you know, they say here that the Pro Football Hall of Fame has been going through the six hundred million dollar transformation. A four star hotel is coming, the water park is coming, the retail space, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, obviously it was done this year. New York City was the longtime host for the NFL draft, but over the past three years, it's moved to Chicago and Philadelphia, and again, it's gotten bigger because of those moves. Like, it's actually been more viewed. It's getting bigger. So when everybody's running around blaming Roger Goodell for everything else, he's turned the draft into something you can't turn off. Which is insane. I mean, honestly, the fact that we're all sitting around doing, like, research on college kids and, like, well, who's going to High school I, kids! Right, and it just, it, like, it, it really is amazing. It is 365 days a year. The NFL doesn't take a day off. He has bumbled some of the discipline issue in the NFL, but nobody's perfect. But these people that claim Roger Goodell's bad for the NFL, you're insane. Yeah, ratings are right. Ratings are up. Money's up. He got a team, dude. He got a team moved to LA. He's expanding it to other regions like Europe and things like that. Now I know you might not like that, but it's more money, and the owners are happy. He does his job. Yeah, I, I believe Roger Goodell's doing a pretty fair job of running a league. I think it would be. Do you, do you think about how hard it would be to run a league today, Fantone, when every player has a microphone in his pocket now. I, I would just tell him to get out there and play and stick to sports. That's what I would tell him. Yeah, okay. well, that, 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 that's not going to happen. Good luck with that. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You know, they were talking about that on TV yesterday about how, dude, most people in America, they just want to go to a game with their buddy, drink a beer, eat nachos, and watch a game, and that they go to these games to get away from this kind of stuff. And, and they get a, they they don't want their politics in their sports, but you're not putting the pace back in the tube. No. It's just, I mean, it, it, that's the way it is. But I did maybe come up with this idea that might be stupid or might be brilliant. Since everybody's all hot and bothered about the national anthem, and you don't want to have to watch guys sit, and if guys care so passionately that they want to sit, I suggest we do this instead. 
let's change when the anthem's done at the stadium. Instead of it being the, the starting point, the, the starting pistol, make it how you wrap the game up. Do it at the end of the game in celebration of, hey, man, everybody played a good game, this and that. Now we're going to come together as a, as a moment of unity for our country. And if you don't want to stay, you don't stay. And if the players want to sit, you don't have to watch it. So now right? you've got people walking out in the middle of the national anthem as it's playing. That's not going to turn out well. I, 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 I take your point and like there's something to it. No, it's but... one of those things that it makes a lot of sense at happy hour. But in, 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 no. in, in application, it's not. And in, in what? You're telling me after 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 like the Browns lost the Dwayne Rudd helmet game and people are throwing bottles, they're going to be like, hold on, hold on, nobody's leaving yet. We got to sit for the national anthem. That ain't going to turn out well. I thought it was a pretty good idea. Um, but even aside from politics, I'm talking discipline action, I'm talking drugs, I'm talking wife beating, I'm talking all these different things when it comes to, you know, as uh, Roger Goodell does have a hard job. It's not just saying oh, shut up job. about politics. It's dealing Every with... Every owner can mouth off right. now. Every GM can mouth off now. Every third string wide receiver can mouth off. It's dealing with, with 30 plus teams with 50 plus guys and then a bunch of coaches. Yeah, dude, that sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah, I I don't know if I would want that job. Now he gets paid for it. He gets paid handsomely for it. But I'm telling you guys, it, dude, if you think money fixes all the, your still, headaches, still it doesn't. Fi- yeah, it doesn't fix your headaches at all. You know, I'm I'm taking this from our good buddy. I feel like I don't even have to tell the audience what his name is anymore. But he says all those things are going down, Stansberry. Plus, the Browns are becoming a superpower. <laughs> Hi, Dustin. How are you, buddy? Um, I, I, I obviously like this idea. I mean, I, I want love the, the draft idea. here. There's, you know, it would be another weekend and hopefully more than just once, it, but it would be another week of filling up the hotels and filling yeah. up the restaurants and making making Canton a place to If they're to building be. that big-ass hotel there and yeah, for that much money, it's because they think they can get this done. It's probably already done. I Like I said, I just don't want the Browns to think that this is theirs. Like, And I'm not trying to be a Browns hater with no, that. No, but you can't. You, I mean, they did this when they did it in Philly. Like, I mean, they although they did kind of do it outside of the stadium where, like, you tailgate. Yeah, I don't want that to be the case. Yeah, it's going to I mean, I think what you'll see is you'll see a 50-50 split. I really do. This is Prepare for that. This is the birthplace of professional football. And like there's significance Yeah, to but that. Cleveland's where it goes to die. <laughs> so like you got to bookend it, homie. More Sansbury show right around the corner. Hang on. 069. Welcome back to the Sansbury show. Rock 1069. You're about a half hour away now from getting hooked up with a trip for two out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. DJ Khaled, Miley Cyrus, Kings of Leon, Big Sean, Lord. Thomas Rhett and Kesha, that's just night number two. Night number one's filled with stars as well. You want to win your way out to Vegas? Eight o'clock is when you get your first keyword. Tomorrow, our good buddy, friend of the program, dedicated listener, Canton police officer, Lamar Sharp, with his Be A Better Me Foundation, which is beabetterme.org, does this like back-to-school event for kids where your kid can get a free back-to-school book bag Filled with some like school supplies and that kind of thing. Now you got to register your your child at beabetterme.org. But they do an event every year down on Market Square downtown, which is really close to my house. And he does a dunk tank out there. And I did it last year, and I told him again I would be out there again tomorrow, and I'll do it again. So I'll be out there from noon to one tomorrow. I believe is when I said to him. Let me double check that. But I'll be in the dunk tank, so you can come in down there and do that. And also snag a book bag for your. Uh, Son or daughter, though. Yeah, I'll be in the dunk tank from noon to one. 
tomorrow on Market Square. Benefit Be a Better Mead uh, Foundation. So Lamar then hit me back. He was like, tell Fantone not to be a pansy and take the 11 to 12 spots. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got things going on tomorrow, Lamar. I'm sorry I won't be able to that's, make uh, it. That's a shame there. I'm sorry I won't be able to make no, it. No, I did it last year. Now, here's the thing. It's I, I got to admit, the, there was a moment last year while I was doing it that I had to like hold my composure and not like scream at an eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear it. Like So there I am. Fat and wet, sitting on the bench, right? <laughs> and Lamar thinks it's funny to get all the kids like ramped up. Of course. So he's like not making them throw the baseball at it. He's just letting them run up and smack <laughs> it. And so, like honestly, like I was getting dunked so fast, and they're chlorine in the nose. I started to get one of those headaches. You get in the pool, and I like, dude. At first, I like, I come emerging out of the water. It was like it felt like one of those slow motion bears in the wildlife video. <laughs> And I'm just like looking at the kid, like I want to rip your head off. And I, I had to remember, dude, little noticeable in Canton, yeah. Ohio, you are, yeah. and ripping the heads off of kids, not good. Surrounded by police officers and witnesses, yeah, it was probably the best idea not to uh, murder an eight year old. I know that eight year olds listen. I could take you, bro. <laughs> I could take you. So that's uh, so I'll be out there at Market Square tomorrow doing that. I mean, honestly, dude, I said it yesterday and I'll say it again. Um, it, it's just such a, a a big financial commitment when it comes to go, kids going back to oh, school. So brutal. much you're buying Kleenexes for the whole classroom and hand sanitizer and pencils and all sorts of crap. And I mean, a lot of families don't have the uh, don't have the, the ends to make that happen. No. So something like this definitely needed. Get your children uh, registered at beabetterme.org and stop out tomorrow Market Square. Hang out with us. All right. I read this, and at first I didn't believe it, but now the more I let it sink in, I think I might. All right. But this is from menshealth.com. I'm finding out that this is when most women will fake an orgasm. They claim that 68% of women, 68% of women in this study admitted to faking an orgasm. I bet you it's higher than that. You think it's higher than 68? I bet you it's higher than that, dude. I bet you it's 80% if you really get down to it. Really? If not, that even kind of sounds low to me, dude. At some point in a woman's sexual history, at some point, there has been a time when she has already climaxed and he's still going at it. And Whether it's from drinking or whether it's from nerves or whatever it is, he's not able to reach the top. And she's like, oh, my God, dude. It's already 1130. You're sweating all over me. I got to get up tomorrow morning. Dude, the kids are going to be up in five hours. We got to get this done. Man, three months salary, right? <laughs> I mean, it just, I mean, what a bargain. But I mean, I, 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 and I don't even mean to be like insulting to your sexual prowess or who you are as a man. I just feel like I'm sure that has happened. I would, I would say over 80% of the so time. So Matthew Fantone claiming that 68% of women admitting to faking an orgasm low. Low ball. Okay. Yeah. It turns out that a woman's relationship status might influence when and when not she may um, fake an orgasm. Okay. 60% of those women, 60, reported faking an orgasm in a new or long-term relationship. While, in contrast, Fantone, only 40% of those women faked it during a one-night stand or after marriage. Okay. That's, so, 
for me, long-term relationship mean like I would have thrown marriage in there. Yeah, I yeah, thought that yeah. that was a weird distinction. Yeah, that that is kind of a funny line to draw because essentially, marriage is a long-term. I mean, relationship. do you guys have been together three? You and your girlfriend been together three years. You live together. Right. I, I mean, essentially, what I mean, other than right. you could legally leave and you're not bound. Other, what's the real difference? None, really. Right. When it comes to sex life, when it comes to right, I don't know if that piece of paper necessarily makes now, a difference. When I heard that in in a newer long-term relationship, sixty percent of women may fake an orgasm i kind of was like okay well yeah i mean you've been with the same guy forever it's tuesday night just you just want to knock it out give me a quickie and be done i could i could see that um one night stands you probably don't have to fake them as much because it's like it's new you you feel like you're not doing something maybe you shouldn't which always makes things a little bit more fun especially when sex is involved and so like your senses are probably heightened that kind of thing right a man male face no and you're not you know you're not necessarily as concerned about his ego in a one night stand where you know in a new relationship or even an established relationship um there's going to be a point when the woman, like I said, is over it, but she still wants, you know, you, the man, to to reach climax and to feel good about himself. So, oh my gosh, it's so big. And you know she's lying to you, but it doesn't matter in that moment. You're like, yeah, shit, it's so big. I am the man. I, you know. I, I once heard from a movie once. It was called 100 Girls. And the guy said, the, the reason why guys like sex as much as they do is because while doing it, you feel as if you're as good at it as any other person alive. Now, as soon as it's over, you, you know what I mean? Your right. mind changes. Right. But in the moment of doing it, you feel like you're like you're king of the world. And, and Yeah. I mean, in, in that moment, there's no other problems. There's no other anything. You're just in that moment. So, and, 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 and like I said, I mean, we do define so much of our sexuality as men off of the ability of like praise and you're the best and you're the you know right you're so you're, you're you're so dominant and you're so you know masculine and all those different things so i'm not surprised at all that you know once you get into a relationship once you start to have feelings about somebody once you have that you know emotional connection to them you are going to want to protect that very fragile male ego so they said we were curious as you know why would women be less likely to fake it in a hookup where the sex was probably rushed, and after settling down, when things might tend to get a less adventurous in bed, so they asked a couple of experts on the female orgasm, right? Which none of those dudes had a penis, right? <laughs> said none of those dudes are in here. Either. So these women said, understand that she's not putting on a show to make you feel incompetent. Women will fake the orgasm because they're trying to please or impress you. Yeah. Hmm. I wouldn't have thought about it that way. Um, they say in a one night stand, she doesn't feel the same pressure because you're basically strangers. So performing an orgasm isn't really worth it because boosting yourself and seem isn't important to you. Fanto just kind of ran you through that. And of course that's going to be true. You guys don't care about the one night stand as much as they do of their wife or whatever. So to expect women to do anything different is just crazy. And I don't want to say it'd be easier to orgasm through a one night stand. Cause I don't think that's necessarily the case, but I, like you said, I think there is that. You're doing something dirty. You're doing something exciting. You're doing something fresh, and it doesn't necessarily feel like I. I, I do think it'd probably be a little bit easier to like get there to get to the top. Yeah, I could see that. Have you? When's the last time you faked an orgasm? Uh, not in quite a long time, honestly. It, it, years and years and years. It's I mean, been a long time for me, but yeah. I remember it. Like I was, I was actually younger. I was like 19, maybe. And I was at my girlfriend's house and, you know, she was still living with her parents at the time and they were gone and we were in the basement, we were on the couch. And I was just was like, 
God, enough. And I wanted to leave and like go hang out with my buddies. You know what I mean? Now at 40, you're like, dude, what were you doing? But like then, you know what I mean? It's raiding women in your life. You don't care. And so like I remember like thinking to myself, like, dude, just pretend and get out of here. And she totally busted me. Really? But yeah, she was able to look at me. She's like, damn, we have sex all the time. You don't think I know what this looks yeah. like, what this feels like? She's yeah. like, you know, I've studied this. Like, you, you just totally, and it turned into this big, huge fight. Outside. And I remember thinking to myself, what a double standard this is. You're totally allowed to do this, and I can't say anything about it. Oh, well, or I mean, won't because the, I don't want to feel bad. The stereotype of, of you feeling bad without reaching the climax, I think, is a part of the like, well, what am I not pretty enough? What do you not love me enough? What do you, what am I, what do you don't care about me? Um, but yeah, dude, out, for guys, I mean, outside of a condom, it's pretty hard to fake. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, not the, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do that. Yeah, no, I got totally busted. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, I got totally busted. More Sandsbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Obviously reached you know people who uh, are related to her or whatever, but I God, I wonder what the hell happened to her. Hey, I mean, I guess we're not into criminal territory, right? So I, I don't know why they're, identi- I mean, you know... If she doesn't know what her identity is, my guess is somebody drugged her, right? Well, I mean... I mean, that's just what my first guess is. I don't know that. Drugged her, drugged herself. I mean, there's... there's you uh, know, yeah, I guess I, you could. Yeah, sure. And I mean, I don't know what kind of mental issues this woman's had. Maybe head trauma or something like that, where she had like, something wrong with her memory or something. But as far as we know and is reported in that story, nothing criminal happened, so I'm not surprised that they're not releasing her identity. Well, that and they're not saying here or stating that they have given her a sexual assault kit to find out. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. Normally they'll list that kind of yeah. stuff and so they'll say, you know, some bruising will happen here. So we're going to administer this kit. And um, I, there's no info on that. Now, that's not to say that they didn't do it. I'm just saying that the Canton rep isn't reporting. That. Right. I, I can only imagine being the cop that had to deal with this situation because at first hearing, oh, I don't know, my name probably isn't anything new to an officer of the law. I bet you people right. try to pull that all the time. My dog ate my homework. Right. right. It's right. like the most common excuse but ever. then to kind of like realize like maybe this person doesn't know who she is it almost feels like it's out of a movie or something you know what i mean yeah. like like you just come out of out of out of the woods and you're just nobody knows who you are what your name is anything like that oh my god this guy just you know tweeted in and he's got a great idea i mean it's horrible but it, right. but he's like this is probably sex trafficking right like maybe the girl's not from the air although they found her relatives Right? I mean, according to the Canton rep, they're saying they found people who were related to her. Um, I wonder if those are local people. Thursday, they identified her with the public's help and located family members. Now, I guess it's not, you know, it's I I guess it's possible for her to be a victim of sex trafficking and have people still recognize her. And right. And for her to have been from the area. um, But, you know, I mean, maybe she was coming back to the area from where, you know, I mean, I don't know when police share, you know, that information, things with things on, on police, you know, Facebook pages and Twitters and stuff tend to go pretty viral pretty quick. So maybe that turned nationwide. I don't know how many shares it got or anything like that. So maybe relatives from yeah they know, didn't say they located them locally Cincinnati, right i mean who knows you're right they didn't claim where those people were found they just said that they did you know the public did somebody in the public did recognize her and they were able to uh, track down some family members well, whoever good. it is well, i'm good. sure they're happy to have her back i uh what a terrible story i um what that, that would be awful imagine that imagine waking up i know they make tv shows and movies out yeah. of that like, that premise all the time imagine waking up and not knowing who you were like being confused by everything you see around you. Like that would be terrifying. You know what I mean? At least like when your life, when you know your life and it's miserable, it's like, well, I know how to get through this miserable day. I did it yesterday. You know what I mean? But if you have to start from scratch, what an awful, awful way to start. I heard this from Doug Gottlieb yesterday on uh, Fox Sports. He does a pretty good radio show in the afternoon. And he claims he knows the real reason 
why LeBron James is going to officially leave the Cavaliers, and it is all about the relationship with the owner. And I hadn't thought about this yesterday, and I think he's right. So we'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9 there. Just sent somebody out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. No worries. Your next opportunity happens 9 o'clock. That's when you get your keyword that will send you for a trip for two out to Las Vegas. I would take that. You know, if it was offered to me, I would say, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm You've going. never been to Las Vegas. No, I have not. My girlfriend was like, what is it? Do you just not want to go? She's like, you're 33 and you've never been. And I'm like, I don't know. There's just... I can't believe a bachelor party or like nothing like that's ever gotten you out there. There was never anything. And I think there was times I was like, oh, I should go. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm broke. And then there were times I was like, oh, I should go. I have money. And then I'm like, well, dude, you're working all the time. You can't go can't now. Go, right. And I just kind of put myself in that predicament of like, eh, well, it'll come up sooner before later. And now look at me. It is one of those cities that I feel like all Americans should see once. I, um, I get why the, some people go and like, that was enough. I don't ever have to go again. I totally get it. But you should see it once. I, um, I, 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 I've been to the Greyhound station in Las Vegas. That's it. That's the only... Oh, you were coming home from Cali, right? I was going to going California. To California. Yeah, that was, uh, that, was the, that was the four-day Greyhound bus trip where I had a bum's head in my lap. Well, your girlfriend's going to later, so <laughs> even playing field there. You know, you just heard Pink Floyd there, and uh, I couldn't help but think during that song as they're screaming out, Teacher, leave those kids alone. That was about teachers being mean and making sure you knew you had your homework done, not banging them in the back of the class. Yeah, it was a simpler time back then. (laughs) Simpler time when Pink Floyd was writing the hits there. Much simpler. So I was listening to uh, Doug Gottlieb yesterday, who uh, does a pretty good radio show on Fox Sports. And... Um, I find Doug to be interesting. He is a basketball, uh, he knows basketball primarily, but he, he, he stays up on football as well. But he, I believe he played basketball at Notre Dame. And he's still pretty tied into the NBA game, knows a lot of people, he's got a lot of good sources and the like. And he touched on something yesterday via this LeBron James, Dan Gilbert issue and LeBron leaving the Cavaliers issue that I hadn't really thought of. Um, and which I was surprised about given, you know, the temperature of the country right now and all the issues that are going on. But he's making the claim that, and he is, he's on the side of LeBron's out. There's no saving it, that he's out. And he's claiming that this is all about the fact that LeBron James vocal deep into the Hillary camp did a, what multiple rallies for her. Meanwhile, Gilbert donated $750,000 to the inauguration of our current president, Donald J. Trump. Now, at first I was like, well, whatever. But then Doug Gottlieb laid it out for me and the rest of us like this. You've lost a friend during this. There's a family member you don't talk to as much right now during this because of what's happened. It's dividing us all. It's no longer just like, well, yeah, I'm a conservative, you're a progressive. It's now like, you're a racist because you're standing over there, and I'm the best person ever because I'm standing over here. And it's become a much more heated thing. And he's saying, LeBron's sitting here thinking, I'm the most powerful athlete in the world. Why am I going to continue to lace up my shoes and fill the arena and blind the pockets of a guy who is... Standing up for everything inside of me that I that I disagree with, everything like it goes against everything LeBron feels and stands for. I 
I, I think there's a lot of points in there. And That's I think a great take. I, I think there's a lot of thoughts in there. Um, one thing I, I, I do want to say, you know, and I don't think you meant it like this, but um, saying LeBron, you know, very heavily in, in the Hillary camp, I don't know if it was ever so much about her. I think that was a favor to Obama. I think that was Obama saying, LeBron, will you go out there and do okay. this? Okay, well, yeah, I, I really you meant, I, right, no, you, you're right. Thanks for bringing that up. But I want to clarify what I meant is that he was trying to make sure Donald right. Trump didn't become president. president right? That's what he was, yes. He um, was probably less for Hillary versus being against Donald. Right. And, I would agree and, with that. Okay. Let's be That's real. Fair. Let's be real. That has been probably the Democrats' problem over the past two years is like, well, we're not pro anything. We're just anti something. And that's not going to win for you. But that's all other places. Yeah, that's behind um, us now. As but it as, is true. As, as, as far as, you know. I buy this. With with this goes. But what I'm going to say to you about this, and I'm going to say it's, it's essentially the same thing I said yesterday, is then why wouldn't he request the trade now? I I think this is about and they because they they brought that up. And his point again, Doug Gottlieb's point was he's setting it up so people in Cleveland go, if he demands the trade, now you hate him. But if he leaves now over this, now a lot of people are gonna go, Well, yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? But, but if 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 he's if, setting it up for the fall, and Colin Coward said this yesterday too, which I thought was interesting. Every other move LeBron James has ever made has never gotten out. It's never gotten out. Everybody tight lipped. And yet everybody running around the NBA now talking about how this is going to happen. Things get out when LeBron wants them Pl- out. Plenty of people, sources said yesterday that this was not true. I mean, LeBron, like sources. Chris Broussard said he, t- he talked to people close to his camp that say that, that have denied this. But what are they going to do? Well, but I mean, what they're are, not going to be like, well, yeah, he's going to he's going to leave after this year. He doesn't want it to be like this thing all year. But what are what are what are what are, what are reporters going to do? They're going to, you know, sure. To that's push, that's to pu- fair. To push their issue. But, I also heard this yesterday and I thought I thought found this to be very interesting that there was a deal on the table that would have sent Kyrie Irving to the Phoenix Suns. This is a this is fact. There was a deal on the table that would have sent Kyrie Irving to the Phoenix Suns. We would have gotten Eric Bledsoe, and we were going to have to give up a fourth-round pick, and somehow they were going to finagle it where we were going to get Paul George. He would have had Paul George, Eric Bledsoe, and LeBron. And Dan Gilbert said to LeBron James this, all you have to do is guarantee me you'll remain a Cavalier, and I'll make this deal for you right now, and we'll go get Paul George. LeBron said no. I have not heard any of that. I have not. I didn't see that yesterday. That was Chris Broussard. Um, That that was a done deal. LeBron nixed it. um, But I I really don't think... That's interesting. I I don't think there's a real answer there, though, to the point that I brought up of why wouldn't you trade this year? If you're saying it's to help his perception in Cleveland, nothing would help it more than being honest, being upfront, and saying, hey, I'm going to leave. And either A, you can trade oh, I me. Disagree. You can trade me and get return on it. Or B, if I leave next year, you get absolutely nothing. And you've been in this position before. You know what happens when I leave. So I, I, I disagree. I, I don't think there's an answer to why wouldn't he trade himself? Why wouldn't he request a trade now? I, I, I think he, again... I maintain, I think he wants to sit here this year and watch what happens in L.A. He has idolized Magic Johnson since being a young child. Why wouldn't he get traded to Houston on a one-year deal and then see what and happens to see in what LA happens with there? Yeah, I know that, do that, that to anywhere. That's fair. And I made the claim yesterday, I think he's either a Laker or a Rocket in the end of this. So he could do that. And I think he probably could do that. I don't know. I, I guess I don't have all the answers, Fantone, but to, to, to make the... I mean, dude, he's out there calling Donald Trump the so-called president, and he knows his... I mean, dude, his owner was just in the White House. What NBA owner is, is, is like, okay, well, that's the guy that I'm going for. Mark Cuban? I mean, is that like... I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know the politics of every owner. As a matter of fact, when 
this guy all got laid out for me yesterday, I thought about this. I was like, huh, I would like to see the list of every game LeBron sat out last year. And I would like to see the owner list of every game. Because, dude, he's the most calculated athlete I've ever seen. And so... Was it about his politics all year last year? Was who owns the TV networks that those games were on that night? Like who's doing who's because again, like who's he making money for? Because he will care about that. Well, and right, and if he's if he's that concerned about, I'm going to calculate which away owners I'm going to not make money for. He's going to calculate not making Dan Gilbert money this upcoming year. So I, I, I so there's, there, I, listen, I think it's the bet he made. And he's waiting until the deal he made is up, and then he can feel as if. And dude, believe me, I've done this with jobs. He's like, I'll just do my bit, and I'll just. This is the bet I made, and I'll get to the end of the contract, and then I'll just go. But you, you can do this job until you're seventy. LeBron's got five more years, six more years, maybe. You know what I'm saying? A he's probably finite, got three at, at the top level. A finite amount of time left in front of him, so he's not. He doesn't. That's have fair. That, he doesn't have that luxury. I'm not disagreeing with you that he could leave. I 100 percent will will make room for that, and I don't think that. Dudes are just like, well, he's making, you know. But what it boils down to, to me, is that I don't think he knows what he's going to do. I'm not sitting here saying, no, he's never leaving. He'll never happen. He just hasn't made up his mind he yet. He doesn't know what he's going to do. I don't know. Like, I, I, I can understand that, and I understand why people say that. But this is the thing that he's just waiting till later to figure out. He thinks 10 moves down the field, every other aspect, but where he's going to play is like, well, I'll but, figure it out later. It's not that. It's that he knows that the NBA landscape continues to change. You can't make decisions based on information you don't know. Oh, okay. I would agree. I don't think he knows where he wants to go yet, but I think he knows for sure he wants out of the Cavaliers organization. And I think Dan Gilbert going to the, to the White House a few months ago probably heard it. Donating the money to Trump probably heard it. And I think that this is going to move us into a very weird territory. Sports is going to get very strange over the next five years. It's it's not going back. Like I always say, you're not putting the pace back in the tube. But these dudes now are all going to start depicting when they play because of who owns what and who's making the money. And now Kevin Durant says he's not going to the White House if they get invited. And you know this whole thing. And dude, the politics is going to be in everything now. And I'm telling you, at the end of the day, the product will in fact suffer. I've always said, yo, the ratings aren't going to go down because of Colin Kaepernick and this and that. The problem is, is that that's only last year and this year. If this continues down this path, the ratings will eventually go down. Did you see that him and Kyrie uh, practiced, played basketball together over the weekend? Now, I'm here, again, Chris Broussard claims that they did not sit down and they did not play together, that they did not meet. He said, according to my sources, that did not happen. All right, I guess we're running so, into it. I don't know there. See, but, here's, but I heard both sides. I heard that yesterday, we, and then I heard other people say no. We are getting into... Multiple different reporters, Nobody knows multiple different sources, everybody's saying something. And at the end of the day, all of these stories end up into clicks. They end up into sure. time spent listening. They end up into time and spent talking watching. about it. Right. So, like, for as much as there's motivation on, on, on deception of, of, on the his side end. of him leaving, there's just as much motivation for deception on the side of the reporters. I just don't think, as I'm hearing this from Twitter, this all seems a little too tinfoil hat for me. You think a guy like LeBron, who's openly talking about injustices in the world can look back at his owner who is funding the guy he hates and you think that's a tinfoil theory that LeBron doesn't want to play for a guy he's going to equate as a racist? You don't think... And, dude, remember, 
That letter was perceived to be racist by the national media and the national fan base. I know we kind of excuse it away because he's our owner. I didn't, dude. I, I, and I, listen, I'm usually pretty sensitive to stuff like I that. I know you are. And you're the only I, person on that side that I doesn't feel like I that. Never, I never read that as like... Everybody talks about that letter as if there were there were phrases of ownership in there. And there were phrases of like, you work for me. And like there were... Dropping end balls. Like there like, was very... <laughs> like it was very... It was perceived by black athletes as a racist letter. You gotta remember, dude, Savannah had to be talked back into coming here. She didn't want to come here. She was in his ear telling him, why are you gonna go back and play for that guy? And he knew winning you a title would make a lot of the negative LeBron James chatter go away. And now, dude, now it doesn't matter. Has it? You know what I'm saying? Not for the national fans, but it did for Cleveland fans, I think. I think, dude, the national fans that don't like him, you just don't like him no matter what. But And I think he's also starting to get to that point where it's like, dude, no matter what I do, half the country's going to be pissed at me for it, so I'm just going to start doing what I want. And I think he's moving into that era of his career where he knows he can do what he wants. I don't think it's a tinfoil hat conspiracy to think a guy who is anti-Donald Trump doesn't want to line the pockets of a guy who's pro-Donald Trump. I don't think that's crazy at all. And I am on the side of LeBron James will leave. That's just, it's been my take since this whole thing started, and I'm not coming off of it because this is what LeBron James does, bro. He bails every single, look at his entire life. This is what he does. As soon as the situation is in perfect form, the, the dude, the guy moves on. It's just what he does. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang Rock on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. You're a half hour away now from getting hooked up with a trip for two to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. You'll check out Coldplay, The Weeknd, Chris Stapleton, who's in town tonight, as a matter of fact. Pink, 30 Seconds to Mars, David Guetta, Harry Styles, Kings of Leon, Big Sean, Lord, God damn, Thomas Rhett, bunch of others. Legal Weed's going to be there too, right? Yes, it will. Okay. Now, again, the Vegas policy is... You must smoke that weed in a private residence. Your hotel is not considered to be a private residence. Just eat it all. Just eat it. But I can tell you this. My brother will rent you a room in his house for $2,000 a day. Actually, I believe my brother is going to look to capitalize on one of his rental houses out there on that. And they're going to start advertising that. Like, hey, look, you can't do this in the hotels, but if you Airbnb this house, you can. Yeah, I mean, it's a great selling point. I mean, in, you know, obviously rich people are going to want to partake in that, and that's really what you'd be able to exploit is like, yo, you can stay in a luxury hotel, but not smoking dope there. Right. Millennials get bagged on a lot, okay? And... Sometimes by me, and then right. sometimes I try to be fair to you guys, right? Because right. I think sometimes people just, you know, the older generation always hates the generation coming up behind them. It's been true since the beginning of the world. Old time rock and roll was written 50 years ago at this point. You know what I'm saying? It's a great like, point. Come on. That's a great point. Okay? But if you're a millennial, I want you to really pay attention to this next piece of this show. Because I believe it will help you. If you listen to this program a lot, you will hear me, and sometimes some of you guys complain that I do it too much, and some of you guys really like when I do it, but I will drop pieces of knowledge that my dad gave me throughout my life on this program. And I will say, you know, my dad used to say, or I, and, and I, you can tell I revered my father. 
And one of the reasons why I do that a lot is because in my life, I feel as if I didn't start to listen to his advice until it was a little too late or I got a little too far into my life. And man, if I would have just absorbed this lesson sooner and done this sooner, my life could be better today than it is. Learning from and the, I got a pretty good life. Learning from the mistakes of others, or at least the advice of others, I mean, we'd all wish we were better at it, right. I think. We can all look back at either your dad, your you know, teacher, you had somebody, you had somebody pivotal boss, in your life. Right, that, that was like, dude, do this, do this, do this. And for some reason or another, you just 20 years later, you just you you couldn't just, get it done. You couldn't be taught it. And there's something about young people that sometimes it's hard to convince you that you don't have it all figured out yet. You get to be like really smart for you and your group of friends around 17 to like 23 and you think you got it all figured out and then you don't realize dude, you get to 40 and you're like, oh my God, I was such an idiot. All right. So like, I'm not calling you dumb, but I want to save you some time and I want your life to be better when you get to be my age than my life is now. Okay. One of the things I did not listen to both my father and my brother early enough on, my brother's like seven years older than I am. But one of the things I didn't listen to either one of those guys early enough on was putting my money away. I always felt like, yeah, yeah, whatever, I'll make more money. It's just money. You can make more of this and that. But it's true. You have got to save your money. And I'm bringing this up because I read an article yesterday at CNBC that was talking about how much money you should have put away by the time you're 40. And when I read this, it was like being smacked in the face with the depression broom. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Stansberry. By the time you reach 40, experts recommend having the equivalent of three times your annual salary in the bank. In like a savings account? The experts recommend having the equivalent of three times your your annual salary in the bank by 40 if you plan to retire at 67 and live the same lifestyle you currently are. Dude, I mean, so, okay, let's say you're making $50,000 a year. Nice round number. By the age 40, you're supposed to have $150,000 in your 401k. Good God, dude. That's Jesus. By 35, which that's about where you're pretty close to where you are. You're 33. 33, 33. So in two more years, Fantone, you should have double your salary in your bank account. Wow. Now, 40 bucks, probably not going to be tough. Right, you'll probably be able, <laughs> probably be able to do that. But that, that's you know what I mean. I, I feel, dude. As a matter of fact, if you need the twenty, I got you. Right? There's a, that's a lot of money to have put away. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. And so if you're sitting there thinking there's no way I'm going to do that, or if you're my age and you're like, well, pff, there's no, I'm not even Ship's close. Already sailed, right? Don't don't feel bad because most of us haven't. And that's why I'm telling you, like millennials, I'm telling you, please, dude. If I can do any, if I can die and have having felt that I did one piece of good. It's fixing your financial. I always recommend this book, Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Total Money Makeover by Dave. It changed my life, that book. Most people don't even have a savings account, let alone a 401k with $150,000 in it. So, like, dude, that's like saying to most people right now, whether you're in your mid-30s, your mid-20s, wherever you are, if you're you're in your 60s, you you might as well say save a million dollars. Save up a million because, like, think about that. As you reach the age of 40, at that point in your life, you're in the business of, let's say, you start working, you know, you probably start working teens, but you really start working your mid 20s after college. 24. When you start making right. a salary, when you start making a, a you, you know, and, and that's even giving a lot, saying 24 in today's economy, but like, yeah, that's, that's that, that is, that's that, early. That, that's kind of saying a lot. Um, I mean, I didn't even choose this career until I was 25. But, 
to to think that you know in the age when you're supposed to be buying a house, which is between 25 and 40, when you're supposed to be buying cars, when you're supposed to be buying all these different things that 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 are essentials for life, you know, to save 150 thousand dollars. The median amount of retirement savings for a working age family in the United States, those ages 32 to 61, is just five thousand dollars. That's depressing. Additionally, 35% of all adults in the U.S. have only several hundred dollars in their savings account, and 34% have zero, Right, according to a 2016 Go Banking Rate survey. Ah, dude, I'm going to bet you it's more than 34% with nothing, with nothing saved, living paycheck to paycheck. This is self-reporting, and a lot of right. people aren't going to be willing to admit to you that they don't have money in their savings living, account. Living paycheck to paycheck, and all they are is one disaster, whether it's a medical disaster. The races. Right. They're, they're, they're some sort of you know car issue or something like that. They are one paycheck, one disaster away from like not having anything i'm being asked again because uh, you know people are driving weren't able to write it down what's the name of that book total money makeover by dave ramsey now again i've talked about this before the first two chapters of that book all they dispel all this all the excuses you have my boss doesn't pay me enough christmas surprised me blah 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 my car broke down and he always says he says for the first two chapters he says this christmas comes at the same time every year if you're blaming being broke on buying christmas presents it's because you did not prepare all year People are going to have a hard time, and this is younger people and older people can say, no, I figured this out, but you're lying. People have a hard time wrapping their head around the future versus the present. And you can say, like, oh, well, you got to save $150,000. But when that means that you aren't living the life that you feel like you deserve or have earned, people are going to have a very hard time sacrificing the now for the future. That's, it's, it's, it's a very tough thing as a human to do. He always says in the book... Live like no one else now so you can live like nobody else later. Meaning sacrifice. Don't drive the best car. Don't drive don't don't buy the biggest house. Don't buy the newest jeans. Save now so when you're 60, you don't have to say, Hi, welcome to Walmart. Right? I mean, live like nobody else so you can live like nobody else. But I'm telling you, if you can't handle tough medicine, he sits you down and calls you an idiot for three chapters. It's your fault you're in this financial struggle. Reading that bike book, sorry, you don't read bikes. Reading that book changed my life. And in the three short years that I have been here working at this radio station, and trust me, I know people think we make a ton of money. We don't. I make about half of what I did when I worked at MMS. When it, So just to put it in perspective, but in the three years that I've been here, I've been able to not only have a more money in my checking account than I thought I could, but I also have another a car I just bought, and I have money in my savings account by following his very simple steps and understanding that it is my fault. Nobody else put me in the financial situation I am. I did this to me. If you can handle that, retotal money makeover by Dave Ramsey, it will change your life. I, dude, this is how you know you can trust me on this. That guy's a devout Christian, and normally I run in the opposite direction of any of that stuff, but his book was damn good, and it totally helped me. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. After you've been in a car accident, all you want is peace of mind. And North Canton Collision can give it to you. So whether you've been in a collision, big or small, North Canton Collision, that's who you call. Every repair at North Canton Collision comes with a lifetime warranty. And they use state-of-the-art paint technology. Because that's what you're after. You want your car. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. About 15 minutes now away from uh, hooking you up with the trip for two out to Las Vegas now. Thomas Wright will be there. The weekend, Chris Stapleton, who's in town tonight, by the way. And I actually have a pair of tickets for that show. And my buddy who I was going to go with moved to Pittsburgh. Oh. 
And I completely forgot the show was tonight, so I'm sitting on a pair of Chris Stapleton tickets, and I'm like, well, I don't know. What do anybody to go with? Well, a couple things we could do here. Number one, um, maybe there's a, uh, a potential future Mrs. Stansberry listening right is now that, right? that is interested in going to see Chris Stapleton. Oh, that's what I want. Is uh, Yeah, let, let, let's find more hoes that use me for concert tickets. That's what my life needs. <laughs> so email Stansberry at WRQK.com. Include any pictures that you feel are appropriate there. Uh, number two, you are Face going. Face not necessarily required in them. <laughs> number two, you are going to go be able to a uh, a country concert at Blossom Music Center in yeah. the summertime, yeah. and th- that's going to be a target rich environment, my friend. Yeah, You're going to be able to go in there and uh, you know, listen. I think Chris Stapleton will probably be a little older crowd than like Jason Aldean or Luke Bryan. Yeah, but good. But you're a little older, so like right. it's probably age appropriate. She's for divorced. In your life, drinking right? her life away. Kid's Miserable. already a sophomore. He's staying at home by himself. Doesn't matter. Can come pick us up. When neither one of us can drive. <laughs> Hurry up and get here. I want to bang your mom, dude. So if you're a wingman out there, if you feel like, you know, dude, a yes. Stan, well, Stansberry and me, dude, we could pull in all sorts of cougar tail. Email your boy, stansberrywrqk.com. Oh, my God. You know, I like this show a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> one breaks life lessons, put your money away, and then the next one is, I need life lessons. Somebody help me bag a cougar. <laughs> When and again, when you're my age, they're not cougars; they're just women. Just yeah, your peers. <laughs> that's that's it. Age appropriate, I believe they call it. Stop. I don't know if I'll go to that or not. I uh, I have not played golf all week, and uh, I'm freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm freaking out. I haven't played since Sunday. Why? Uh well, my car was being fixed by North Canton Collision for a little while. Now, they gave me a great rental, but I have bad luck, so I didn't want to be driving the rental. I, the last thing I wanted was to be like, hey, I, I brought this one back, and this one's crashed, too. Didn't want to do that, right? So I, and then, uh, dude, I had some things to be doing at the apartment. I was tired. I haven't been sleeping well this week. Right. I've been up really late and then sleeping in late, and I just, right. you know, I, I just felt it was like, nah, I've been taking naps in the afternoon versus playing. And yeah, I haven't played since Sunday, and I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm freaking out. God, no wonder you needed pop tarts and donuts this morning. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, yeah. it's 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 all making That's sense. That's really what it's all about. I, uh, dude, I, I may be thinking this Chris Staple thing uh, thing tonight though, just because tomorrow, right? Lamar Sharp on Market Square is doing um, th- like the book bag promotion he does for the Be a Better Me Foundation. You can get your kids registered at beabetterme.org. and um, one of the things they do with it is they have a dunk tank. And I was in the dunk tank last year, and again, I'm going to be in it again tomorrow from noon to one on Market Square. Come on down and uh, you know dunk me in some water. Get your kids hooked up with some book bags for school and that. But the last thing I want to be is hungover and watch an eight-year-old smack the button. Because again, Lamar thinks it's funny. Don't even throw the ball. Just walk up and hit it. Or he'll hit it like 70 times because he thinks he's funny. He's not. And dude, if I'm hungover and you dunk me in a bunch of water 75 times, I'm telling you, that I'm I'm, I'm going to Roger Rabbit an eight-year-old across Market Avenue. Like it's, You know what I mean? And it's like, that can't be a good look. I got to no, imagine no. that still photo of me <laughs> hanging on to some little kid in the front page of the repository. Terrible Going to be a bad look. Yeah, I would agree. So I uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do about that. You got big plans for the weekend? Um, nothing in particular. I uh, I I know my parents are uh, going to possibly be coming down, so that'll be a little bit of like, dude, I got to get the house mom clean because like yeah, oh yeah. you know it's one thing to have people come over, but it's but another mom's thing. different. Yeah, and she's always said to me, she's like Matthew, you remember when your grandparents came over and we would have to clean for two hours beforehand? Never do that for me. And I'm like, yeah, mom, I'll okay. never do that. And now that I'm an adult, it's like, no, dude, I I, I totally have to do that. My so. mom's surprised. 
surprised me in town this last, uh, you know, a few months ago. She came into town, didn't tell me, right. and it was her and her friend both. Right. And I didn't know they were coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I had to take them back to my place for a minute, and I was Ugh. like, oh, God. And like Daniel, I op- what's that smell? I opened the door and my well, she did. She liked walked right over to the table and she grabbed like a, a, a well, it was about a foot and a half piece of glass. And she was like, um, where does this go? And I said to her, the answer when your mom's holding your bong, asking you where this goes, in your mouth is not the is not the answer. Was not impressed. That was a little depressing. So yeah, I uh, I have since then I've been on the in case somebody bursts in clean mood. Yeah. Like let's make let's make sure we're always a little closer than that. That was an embarrassing day. Did not like that. Mom's coming down, huh? It's a possibility there. It's a thing. It's a thing. All right. Yeah, so where uh, where's dinner going to be? What do you I don't know. I don't know. I haven't planned it all out yet. This was just a hey, we don't have anything. Has your woman cooked a meal for your family yet? Uh, she's made stuff that we've like gone to Taken. events, but yeah, but it's never been like, "Hey, come down and I'll make." There's something. been no dinner party at your place where your woman like displays her cooking skills. Uh-uh. Is she a good cook? She's pretty decent. I mean, I would say I'm the better cook really when it gets down to it, but that's just because I've worked in so many restaurants, I think I know more than she does, but you she's You probably got some yeah, some shortcuts to making things good. She's and, no, she's a quality cook. Like it's not like she sucks or anything. Like does it like does she come from decent like like was oh, her yeah, mom yeah, a good yeah, cook yeah. and all any that? Family, oh, yeah, any yeah. family event that we go to is always going to be pretty well fed there. So no, she yeah, thank you for the invite. I appreciate yeah, it. She doesn't suck. <laughs> what do you mean? Hey, hey, this is my friend Stansberry. They're going to be like, "Oh, it's that guy. Are you guys going to do the show live here at the kitchen table?" No, I'm going to be too busy shoving <laughs> things in my mouth and eating. No. They're like unlike this morning, which has been a massacre of sugared breakfast treats, dude. Pop-Tarts slayed. What was that? A cruller that you ate over there? Demolished. Dude, just, shoving, just shoving, shoving, shoving bear claws down his throat at an alarming rate, Stansberry is this morning. At the proper rate. <laughs> Somebody has released a list of the U.S. cities that produce the most NFL players. We'll find out where Canton is next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here with a phenomenal job opportunity for you with a great partner of the Stansberry Show, Truebridge. Truebridge is a great opportunity for somebody wanting a new career in insurance sales, but it involves absolutely no cold calling. They- Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. We uh, have unearthed another pair of Green Day tickets. That show's on Monday out at Blossom. And uh, at the end of the program, we will pass those out. Also, another trip for Vegas up for grabs at 11 o'clock. Be listening to uh, Teresa at 11. And she'll give you your next keyword. And she'll send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Sorry. Awards, festival, pool party. It's going to be, dude, all those things combined well, into one. It's a once a, a lifetime thing that we have three different versions of. You know what? I'm not doing it. Don't. We just we just got new leadership for the company for the region, actually. Indeed. We actually have to we have to have a uh, like a conference call at 11 o'clock this morning. We get to hear about it, which I'm all for this. Um, I, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because most of you don't know all the people behind the scenes. But the new head of this region... Mm-hmm was my old sales manager when I was doing afternoons. I know him. Like, we go way back. And uh, so I'm very, very, very happy with 
the management structure now of this region. Because we're now going to report to a guy who has history with me, who knows I'm good at what I do, who knows I'm client friendly, who, when he was just a lowly salesperson, made a lot of money with me. I'm, I love this move. Love it. Now watch him, his first piece of business he does fire me. Watch that happen. And I got to walk it all back. But no, I, I'm very happy about this move. Plot twist. The company's just going to voice track Ryan Seacrest as the regional president. So Is sorry. that right? Yeah. It's just a hologram it's of Seacrest? It's going to be Bobby Bones. <laughs> It's going to possibly be the Elvis Duran show. We don't know. I, uh, but that's the manager now. I love this move. Love, 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 love this move. All right. Somebody has found the list. This is CheatSheet.com. And they found the cities in the country in which or who which produce the most NFL bodies. This is pretty interesting. Four out of the ten. Top ten cities. Four out of the top ten cities. Are Ohio cities. Wow. Yeah. Now, well, I mean, wow. I remember when I was living in Oregon and the, the Ducks were really good and for the Pac 12. And they kept saying to me, oh, yeah, no, Oregon's going to beat Ohio State. And this is going to, and I said, guys, you just don't understand. Football is a different thing on the other side of the, like, the Ducks would get up by 30 and the Duck fans would turn the game off. And that's why I told him the difference is I was like, an Ohio State fan would never turn the game off. The Ohio State fan wants to watch until the very last moment, no matter how much they're winning by, because football's a rite of passage in Ohio. And we're bigger, and we're stronger, and we're faster, and sure enough, Oregon showed up, played Ohio State, and got embarrassed. Got embarrassed, as I told everybody that they would. Because Ohio, there's certain states, Florida, Ohio, Texas, it's just a very different thing than it is in the rest of the country, right? So I have the top 10. Cities that produce the most NFL players. Coming in at number 10, Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, I mean, I feel like pretty frequently um, during an NFL game, you'll hear, you know, a high school that I'm familiar with. Ed's Ignatius Ignatius are both pretty big, um, you know, football factories up there. Number nine, Cincinnati. I wouldn't have thought about that one, but yes, a huge city in the state of Ohio. Um, A couple of good universities down there, and so I could see that being the thing. Number eight was New Orleans. Wouldn't have thought about that one either because when you think about New Orleans, and I've been there twice, but when you think about it, you don't think about people growing up there and being from there. You think about people going in and visiting there, but obviously people live there. You just don't think about it much, right? Is this just sheer number of NFL talents they've produced? Like, you know what what I'm saying? Or is this some sort of a weighted system because... It's got to be weighted. Okay. Because it says here, players... All right, players per 10,000 residents. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So it is per capita. It's per capita, essentially, then, yes. St. Louis came in at number seven. Players per 10,000 is 5.6. Cleveland just for uh, was 5.2. Number six, and this is not surprising, again, because I told you Florida is one of those places. Pensacola, Florida was number six. And again, Pensacola is huge. A lot of really good wide receivers. A lot of speed comes from the panhandle down in Florida, that kind of thing. Number five is Miami. Again, a lot of speed comes from down from Miami. A lot of good wide receivers down there. The U, a great football university, well-storied. The number four city in the United States that produces the most NFL players, and again, this should not be surprising given the fact that their college program is this damn good, is Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, again, I hear a lot of linebackers, a lot of offensive, defensive line guys are, are bred down there. Um, 
you know, different areas of the country, people are just bigger and that kind of thing. And the South is one of those places. All, all of these, all of these places you've listed are in some sort of close proximity to a university that has a strong, like program. a school, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm not shocked at all to find out that Birmingham's on that right. list. You recruit your area, so yes, and, Alabama going to be pretty big. And, and you got to think, you know, uh, you know, growing up as a Crimson Tide fan, all of a sudden football, football, football. Every every little boy wants to be in a helmet in the crib, right? There, go, there goes the ball. Right. Much so, like that Maslin documentary. Exactly. So it's no surprise to find out that these are, you know, the places that that cherish football are the places that are going to, you know, have the most football players come out of them. Yeah, I would agree. Number three, cities of that produce the most NFL players. Number three, Pittsburgh. Players per 10,000 residents, six and a half. Uh, obviously, Dan Marino, probably one of the most famous ones from there. I'm sure there's a few others, but I'm struggling to remember which ones. But Marino, I know, was from that area. And, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Only so many of those. He ended up being pretty good there. Number two is Canton, Ohio. Yeah, been there, dude. I've actually been there before. Players per 10,000 residents is seven and a half. Canton, Ohio is the home of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This is oh, something yeah. most, if not all, NFL fans already know. What they may not know, however, I'm reading now, is that the city produces the second most players per 10,000 residents. According to Area Vibes, it's only fitting that we use Dan Deardorff, obviously, as, as the example of what the city has to offer. He was born in Canton, and he also has a bust residing in the Pro, uh, you know, Pro Football Hall of Fame as well. I, you know what? I always forget about that. Imagine being born in this city and then being highlighted in this city for the highest honor for a professional sport. I mean, what that's an something. honor. What a what a, I mean, that's something. What a true story of like you know, from the cradle to the grave of greatness. Man, uh, I thought Canton was good to me, but I mean, Stanford, you're one of Canton's favorite sons. But I feel like Deardorff might have a little bit of a, a little bit of a you know, a little bit of an advantage. Yeah. All right. All right. I bet his jacket would fit me. I, Probably. <laughs> I bet that would work. So we've already listed Cleveland. Yeah. We've listed Cincinnati, right. and we've listed um, Canton at number two. The number one city that produces the most NFL players is also an Ohio city. It's not Akron. I guarantee you that. Columbus? Columbus. Great guess. Again, Ohio State right, right. there. You Again, you, you start doing that. And I, the Buckeyes put a ton of people into the NFL, but you're, it's actually not. Who is it? It's Youngstown. YTZ. YTZ that we make fun of a lot. Players, players, listen to this. So Canton... Is seven and a half per players per ten thousand people. Okay, right. Youngstown is ten and a half. Wow, per ten thousand people. Significant increase. There. Whatever it takes to get out of Youngstown, right? <laughs> Just whatever the hell it takes to get you out of the armpit of Ohio. <laughs> people in Youngstown always get so mad when I do that, but I don't have to live there. Yeah, <laughs> so they're not in our ratings book either. So, so, the, so there's that. So. Look at me urinating down the leg of the first city I want to be syndicated to. It's probably not the best system, right? That's a bad. That's a bad system. That's right. We'll delete this all from the podcast. Don't worry. Is that right? Fine. Yeah. No, I'll forget to do that too. <laughs> More Sansbury show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. Be honest. There comes a time when everybody at your office is thinking about going out to lunch and you're just sitting there in your head like, please don't ask me to drive. My car's filled with trash. My kids have destroyed it. It's 15 years old. I need to upgrade my vehicle. I got good news for you. My good news. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. We still have a pair of Green Day tickets. We'll pass those out before the end of the program. 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need to win those. Also at 11 o'clock, Teresa will get you hooked up with a trip for two out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. All right. I constantly see like these fashion trends that people are telling me are trends online, and yet I never see people in life wearing them or using like remember rompers? Yeah. Like a but two months ago it was like guys are gonna wear rompers, and then Cam Newton did it, and every other every other guy in the NFL went, nah, yeah, I ain't doing that. And then nobody's been doing it now. Well, and of course, like the extremely fashion forward people in the in the world of like who have nothing to lose. Right. Celebrities and rich athletes and actors and stuff. You might do something, but that doesn't mean it's going to translate into mainstream America. It's not like I'm going to go to the Walmart on Tusk and see some dude wearing a romper. And like those lace shorts were going to be a thing for men. And again, I saw it in a magazine. I saw it online on blogs. I never saw a guy do that. And here's the thing is people people forget about getting like duped people think that like oh my god this is somebody wrote this article because it's really happening or somebody wrote this article because they knew that you'd lose your mind about it and you'd click on it and you'd share it and say can you believe these guys i thought a man was a man and it doesn't matter what your opinion of it is all that matters is that you clicked on their website that's the only thing that matters people forget that like you're you're gonna get played Hooked. right i do forget that sometimes i do because I always make the claim that I would never spend my time doing that. Right. So I forget that other people will waste their time trying to do that. Right. But I mean, you would never spend your time. You'd never waste your time being a criminal. But it doesn't mean somebody ain't going to break into your <laughs> no, house. I, right? No, I agree. But like I'm saying, it's just sometimes I forget it because I don't put it through the filter of everybody. I, I kind of do what most people do is I put the world through my filter of what I would do. And I just forget that sometimes that, you know, people will try to hook you. And I believe that's what's happening here. Where apparently uh, these people are trying to sell me on vagina nails are the new thing. <laughs> vagina nails, okay. Yeah. All right, let's hear about them. It's not clipping your nails before you go to the region. <laughs> I know women like you know you know ask for that a lot. Which I was going to say, if you're a man and you're in a relationship and there's going to be any sort of genital touching, yeah, dude. You know what? Maybe wash them, manicure them, take a look at your nails, make sure there's not gunk underneath. She doesn't want a urinary tract infection. I'm going to put this up so you can see it. At the show's Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. You'll be able to see it. I'll tweet it out for you, too. But they're claiming vagina nails are going to sweep the nation. And what it is, is women, you know, you go get your nails done. You can get them filled or you can have, you know, uh, what right. is it? Um, plastics or whatever. The acrylic, put on, yeah. The acrylics or whatever. And they can do designs and you can bedazzle them and you can do this or whatever. Well, apparently now... It's a it's an acrylic that goes on top of your nail that just looks like honestly it kind of looks like the cobra symbol to me from GI <laughs> Joe that's what it looks like more to me but it but it looks like a little vagina and that's what we all want just, right just a little just just a little vagina is what we're all after and there's hysterically at the top of it they put like a little pearl which okay. is kind of funny. But again, I don't buy that this is actually a thing. I think this is like, oh, well, we run a fashion blog or whatever, right. and we need hits. Right. Like, I can't imagine I'm ever going to go anywhere and see a woman with little vaginas on their fingernails. Um, do I believe that there is a woman out there who's like, you know what? I'm going to totally do that. Sure. But that, you're right. That doesn't mean that it's going to like you're going to walk into the bank and it's just going to be like, oh, hey, the bank teller has vagina nails. You know, of course not. Joe on Twitter came up with a good idea, though, or, or a decent observation anyway. He goes, or you're making the mistake of forgetting that these 
trendy fashion trends will take three years to hit the Walmart in a small town like where we live. Uh, you, dude, all right, 2020, Joe, I'm going to meet you August 18th at the Walmart on Tusk, and we're going to see how many brompers we have out there. <laughs> Is that, it was brompers? Yeah, like the bro romper, so oh, it was the brompers, God. yeah. I don't buy vagina nails. I don't think that that's, uh, I don't think that that's going to be a thing. I, um, I, I believe that this was clickbait, and I believe I've fallen for it. Yeah. Because, like, if you even look at these photos, like, the nails aren't even well done. And, uh, dude, women know. Like, that's something they take very seriously. Yeah, and, I mean, honestly, I think, like, the the nail art game has stepped up a lot recently. I think that's, like, and there's a TV show about, like, a nail salon now. and like, well, Of course there is. Well, I mean, what else yeah, are they going mean, right. to make a TV show Just about, dude? Seven million point, tattoo right. shops have a TV show. I guess Nail Place is probably not all that crazy there. But, yeah, if you haven't seen that yet, at Sansbury Show on Twitter or Facebook.com slash the Sansbury Show, you can see the uh, vagina nails there which I don't believe is a real thing. I believe it's all clickbait, but the photos are pretty funny there. We do have Green Day tickets. We'll pass those out as we're ending the show. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, Pigs. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stansbury here. There are very few things in life more frustrating than when you take great care of your car and some idiot in traffic smashes all into it. If you've been in a collision, whether it be big or small, North Canton Collision is who you call. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist. Six nine. And all I gotta say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh, my name. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. Well, howdy folks, how the hell y'all doing? Don't give a fine hillbilly. Kick the dust up. <laughs> If if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women. Women, 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 women. You want to battle these? You better have endurance. Before you crash, man, get that general insurance. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if... Baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, you fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two year old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. What? I got some mighty dog food, some kind of You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. This is a shakedown. This is an Al Sharpton racial shakedown of the NFL. So kiss my black. Shut the up. Shut your Swung out and blasted. Deep left. Going. Come on over the monster. Into the seats. Another two run bomb for Edwin Encarnacion. 
And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9 here. Hammy there. Your, uh, your Cleveland Tribe there split yesterday. Won the day game. Lost the night game there. Edwin still knocking balls out of the park. He was a good acquisition. I know, you know, he and Jay Bruce, those were probably good pickups for, uh, for the Tribe there. Yeah, I don't think you can necessarily complain about the dudes. Um, it'll be interesting to see, and I know they're playing this weekend, and it, it, it'll be interesting to see what they're what they're able to do, kind of as we get into the uh, the final push of the regular season. So uh, you know, try play tonight, eight fifteen, Boils, getting it done. Hopefully, good stuff. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to thank one more time Brandon Richards from. Great American Shooting Sports, who allowed me to come and check out their range yesterday. Not even fully open yet. They won't be open. They're they're targeting August 23rd, but he was like, dude, come down, take a look at this. Targeting there. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't even try that one. Targeting August 23rd as the open date, and uh, he allowed me to fire his personal Glock 9mm yesterday. If you haven't seen that video yet, it's on my Instagram, at Sansbury Shows, how you see that. Tomorrow, I will be in uh, Market Square from noon to 1. The, the, the event itself is 11 to 3, but I'll personally be there from noon to 1. I'll be in the dunk tank for uh, Officer Lamar Sharp's Be a Better Me program. And uh, what this is is like a back-to-school promotion. And kids who need book bags and need you know school supplies and that kind of stuff can get it. But you have to register your children at Be a Better Me. Dot org, but I did this last year where I was in the dunk tank and uh, you know help you know bring in awareness to this kind of stuff. And he asked me if I would do it again this year, and I said absolutely. So from noon to one tomorrow, you can watch me embarrass myself and get dunked by you know eight year olds. There you go, dude. It's a uh, it's a dream come true. Stansbury just dripping wet in the middle of Market Square, dude. Just 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 coming out of the water like a uh, like like you said like a bear. Just dude, I'm telling you that one kid smacked that thing like seven <laughs> times in like in thirty seconds. I was like you know you got to get back up on it and then they get back down. And I honestly, dude, I did. I wanted to kill that little kid. <laughs> and I had to remember. I was like, man, this is like, dude, this is for charity. And this whole thing, you can't lose your temper. There's a cop right there. If I punch an eight-year-old, I'm going to jail. Lamar, is that true? <laughs> like, dude, like, you know, Lamar, tweet at me, bro. At Sansbury Show. Like, dude, how much time do I get? I got to tell you, dude, if it's a, dude, if it's an overnighter, eight-year-olds are getting black eyes. That's the way it's <laughs> going down. So uh, stop out Market Square tomorrow. I'll be out there from noon to one in the dunk tank. Aside from that, we are done for the day and the week. We will take a couple of days off. Be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a fantastic weekend. See ya. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9.